bringing relevant and engaging insights to human resource and talent development professionals. This is Talent Champions with Diana Thomas, sponsored by Franklin Covey. Here is your host, Diana Thomas. Welcome to another episode of Talent Champions. Today's topic falls under the category of servant leadership and being that kind of leader that truly resonates with others. You know the type, the kind of leader that people really want to follow. Specifically today, we're going to discuss having and telling a compelling leadership story. I see this is not only important for our listeners to do for themselves, but also to be able to coach their company leaders to do. To help us drill down on this topic, I'm so excited to have as our guest, Lisa Doyle. In addition to being a former colleague of mine and friend, Lisa is currently the Vice President of Global Learning for Booz Allen Hamilton, which is a Fortune 500 global management and consulting firm. Previously, Lisa was the Chief Learning Officer at Lowe's Home Improvement, and she's been the Chancellor at the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs Acquisition Academy. Lisa has a long-standing track record of creating and sustaining winning talent development organizations. She's passionate about coaching others to become purpose-driven leaders who get great results. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you, Diana. I'm glad to be here. Well, before we get into our main topic, I thought it would be great for you to just give our audience a little bit more of an understanding of your career path and what you're doing today. Of course. So I have 20 plus years of experience in leadership roles within multiple industries, both within the private sector and the public sector. I actually started in the public sector, which is where I developed a servant heart that shaped me into the servant leader that I am today. Great. What does being a servant leader really mean? I believe a servant leader is interested in serving others, their employees, customers, peers, and leaders. They put the needs of others first. They define the purpose for their team. They're committed to developing others and the next generation of leaders. They focus on the greater good and our collective success. Mm -hmm. A servant leader, I believe, leads with their values and can tell you and show you why. They often have a compelling story that describes who they are as a leader and others understand why they lead the way they do. Mm. You know, as you were describing that, I kept thinking about you as a leader and how you come across with this wonderful grounded leadership story. I still vividly remember one of the first times I saw you speak in public was at one of the symposiums for learning leaders. And you were going through this story And it had such a big impact on me in regards to feeling just connected to you and wanting to get to know you a little bit more uh, and to benchmark with you and to one day be able to tell my leadership story as well as you told yours. Would you mind sharing your leadership story with us as an example? Of course, I'd be happy to. 
Well, I'll start with my background. I was born in Washington, D.C. I'm the second oldest of four children, and I was supposed to be named Elizabeth, but was too small to have such a large name. And my father was attending the Maryland Institute of Art at the time, and he was studying the Mona Lisa. He decided Lisa was an appropriate name for me with my small size. And I'm glad that he named me Lisa and not Mona Lisa. Ironically, my leadership journey started when I was young, before I ever thought of being a leader. My mother used to say, Lisa, you're like the girl with the curl in the center of her forehead. When she is good, she is very, very good. And when she is bad, she is horrid. So one day while I was at school, my mom painted on my wall, pretty is as pretty does. And she painted it next to my mirror where I would see it every day as I got ready for school. Her way of communicating her expectation of me that then became my expectation of myself. I was to respect others and treat them with kindness. I was to know that beauty comes from within, not to be superficial, but instead be genuine, sincere, and humble. At the time, I thought it was strange for my mom to paint on my wall, but she knew that it was the best way to get her message across so that I would hear her. And as a teenager, my mom could talk to me until she was blue in the face and I wouldn't hear her. Her message went in one ear and out the other. By writing on my wall though, she taught me how to teach people by meeting them where they are, where they will hear me, understand me and make my message their own. And so many years later, I had my own daughter who is now an elementary school teacher. But when she was young, she was apprehensive about things in life. One day we were going on a white water rafting trip and Amy said, mom, I don't wanna go. The water's too rough. I may fall out and drown. I said, Amy, you're going. You'll wear a life jacket a helmet and you'll hold on for dear life. And she loved every minute of it and screamed the loudest. So one day while Amy was at school, I painted on her wall, live for your dreams, not for your fears. And it was my way of communicating my expectation of her that then became her expectation of herself. And as Diana mentioned, I had the opportunity to build an academy for the Department of Veterans Affairs. And as I was building that academy, I noticed it was full of white walls. Walls for me to communicate important messages. So the first thing I painted on the wall was our mission. And I commissioned a local artist to paint it in Abraham Lincoln's handwriting because it came from his second inaugural address. And it read, to care for him who shall have borne the battle and for his widow and his orphan. 
And it served as a constant reminder for all of our students, faculty, and visitors that our purpose was to care for our veterans. The second thing I painted on the wall was our inaugural intern classes team stand, which is the phrase chosen by them and represents who they stand for as leaders, for each other and the organization. Their team stand was so meaningful that I painted it on the wall to serve as an example for all future interns. And it reads, the battle stops here. We are a team of trusted business advisors forging innovative solutions to serve those who served us. The interns clearly got it and articulated their role in fulfilling the noble mission of the VA. And so in keeping with that mission, I expanded the intern school and launched a program for wounded warriors to reskill and retool them and provide our heroes with career opportunities in the federal workforce. It's a holistic program that most importantly gives them hope. And it was absolutely my honor to give them hope and thanks for their service and sacrifice. So you see, my mom taught me about leadership at a very young age. She taught me how to communicate in a way people will hear me. And as a result, things that are important to me, I paint on the wall. I value passion, determination, and courage. And it absolutely takes passion for me to paint on walls. Determination to work in service to others and courage to continue to take on new challenges. And I expect my team to be servant leaders, serving those beside them, above them, and around them and to create an environment where it's okay to fail if failure means learning. And most recently I wrote on the wall, in learning you will teach and in teaching you will learn. And that is my expectation of all leaders and of myself to continue to teach others. And as you develop others, you'll continue to develop yourself. Wow. Even more impactful hearing it the second time. Thank you so much for sharing that beautiful story with us. Of course. Yes, just so authentic and genuine. So after you've, you know, you, you continue to share this, I've seen you in audiences, but could you give us a little bit of some insight in regards to how sharing this personal leadership story has helped you as a leader? Absolutely. I think it helps me be my authentic self and it helps me lead with my values and make certain that I am congruent with those values and consistently aligned to those values. And it helps me inspire others to think about their leadership and why they lead the way they do. Oh, it's funny you were just saying that. That was what was going through my head in regards to, you know, how do I define myself as a leader and, and why do people want to follow me? So it, it really can be a great introspective approach. 
Um, you know, just listening to you speak, you know, I feel like I know you a little bit more. I mean, you always come across authentic and approachable, but just to remind me of what your values are. Um, when you're when you're doing this and you're leading a team and, and this is the way that you lead, and I know that this is the way you've lead after talking to some of your people and just being in contact with you as you've had several roles around learning and development, what have you seen in regards to the reaction of your team to when you share this story with them? Well, I think first and foremost, they understand me at a more personal level. So they really wouldn't know that about me unless I shared my leadership story with them. Um, And I think that sharing that leadership story with them helps to build trust and also creates followership. Yeah, I could definitely see this. I remember you sharing some stories of some leaders that you were coaching within an organization who didn't want to create their own personal servant leadership story. And you helped coach them to write their stories in a way that made them more comfortable. Maybe some of our listeners today are thinking that having an inspiring leadership story is a great idea, but they're not sure how to do it. And to make the impact that you really want in an organization, you need the leaders at the highest level to role model this. Can you give us any insights into barriers that would hold a leader back from writing a compelling leadership story and sharing it? Yes, so absolutely. They, uh, this may be uncomfortable for some to share personal aspects of themselves and their lives and help others to understand why they lead the way they do and who the leader they are um, is based upon. I think they have to be vulnerable first and foremost. And with that vulnerability um, will come their authenticity. I think that they have to share that with, with people that they trust first before sharing it at large and Uh, I think they should test it out. Um, You have to have a very strong and compelling message, but it also has to be very authentic and it has to uh, be able to share your values and your expectations. Great coaching advice. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Lisa. And just thinking of the workforce out there today being more millennials They really are looking for leaders that connect with them, that they can aspire to be like, that are authentic. And if they don't feel good about working for an authentic leader, in many cases, they'll leave the company. And a little bit different than Lisa and I being on the younger end of the baby boomers, we work for a lot of leaders that were extremely loyal to the company and maybe had a little bit more assertive control and command style. And, you know, even though you worked for people that you maybe wanted to do things a little bit different, you weren't ready to leave the company because there was a boss that you didn't quite click for. 
That's a little different, I see, and studies are showing with the millennial group. If they don't feel connected to their bosses, if they don't feel like they're being heard, and um, that the environment is such that it aligns with their values, they're ready to jump ship and do something else. So I think the advice, Lisa, you shared with us in regards to really being authentic and having a story that you can tell in a compelling way that allows others to get to know you a little bit more and want to follow you is especially critical for today's workplace. So thanks so much. Love, love, love the story. And I'd encourage all of our listeners to think about their values and creating their own leadership story that they can share with others so that people get to know you at a different level and feel that even greater connection. Wishing you all the best this week, and I look forward to having you join us in another two weeks for another session of our Talent Champion Series. Thank you. If you'd like to connect with Lisa, you can connect with her on LinkedIn, Lisa Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E. And if you've been inspired by Lisa's story and advice, go to our website, talent-champions.com where we've shared a free download for developing your own personal leadership story. I strongly encourage you to go there and create your own story to guide your leadership philosophy. That's talent-champions.com. I'm excited for you to think about your values and create and share your leadership story. Once you're done, I'd love to hear how it goes and we may feature you on a future episode of Talent Champions. In the meantime, come back for our next episode. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to Talent Champions with Diana Thomas. For more information about today's show or to receive more valuable insights, please visit franklincovey.com slash talent champions. If you've enjoyed this podcast, check out Franklin Covey's other podcast, Great Life, Great Career with Scott Miller and Franklin Covey on Leadership, available from your favorite podcast provider.